I don't want her to think I'm stalking her, even though I kind of am following her, apparently. You can't pull off two minutes of you reading? And I want her to turn and get out of my life and let me just go, but I can't. But she's got a big smile on her face. She's kind of jumping up and down with her bikini on and her sign and her lemonade. Trying to remember how you said it that I go, 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 go. Yeah, here we are. We're back again. It's Dan Class. And this is the bitterest pill. This is the bitterest pill. So it's Dan Class. This is the bitterest pill. This is a podcast that I record uh, in my garage. In my gorgeous. I'm trying to be positive today all of a sudden. Apparently, in that split second, I've decided I'm going to be positive. Ready? Let's let's reinvent the show right here. What is this number? Uh, uh, one twelve or some two twelve two one twelve two twelve. We're reinventing the show. Here we go. Ready? Uh, hey friends, this is Dan Class. I'm sitting here in my gorgeous uh, home studio here in beautiful Los Angeles, California. It's June seventeenth, two thousand ten. Thanks for sitting down and listening with me today. Listening to me, I can't do it. Thanks for listening. You know, I was just thinking the other day, today's the last day of the school year for my kids. Tomorrow they go for half day, but really, let's face it, today's the last full day of school, and I'm just so excited for summer. Oh, it's great to spend time with the kids for two and a half, three months with them having nothing. Oh, okay, 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 I can't do it. Today's the last day of school. And I feel like dead man walking. And really, it's mostly just because you know, I love my kids very much. I really do. My whole life uh, clearly revolves around them. But there are certain things that I don't want to do with them. Because uh, I'm a control freak and it's uh, unpleasant. Like, I, don't, I don't like going to the grocery store with them. Because they try to have fun. Now, to me, the grocery store is not a place to have fun or look around or touch things or skip or sing or any of that stuff. It is a place where you go. You find your groceries, you put them in the basket, you try to avoid the people that are there that you know, so you don't get involved in some lengthy chit-chat about the price of eggs, and then you get the hell out. That's what grocery shopping is about. You've got a list, you've got a mission. You go down the list, dot, 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 dot. It's not about skipping or comparing prices or ask, answering questions about what's non-fabric bleach or what's Clorox bleach or what's... No. But as of today, you know, everything's going to be with the, with the kids. Until September, you know, I don't know what, I haven't looked at the count, September 4th or whatever it is, you know, from tomorrow till September 4th. Oh, good God. Anyway, but the other day, you know, I had to take the car in to be repaired because God knows. <sighs> What was it? What was it before? It was overheating before. We got that situation uh, right, kind of taken care of there, and then, um, well, then the light came on that said that the brakes were no good. I don't know if I mentioned that the other day, right? The brakes are no good. The brakes are no good. The brakes are no good. Well, you don't really want to drive around with your brakes no good. So I'm going to take it to you know the guys here in the neighborhood. There's these. There are these guys. I'll take it down there because I can walk home, you know? So, um, uh, you know, the guys fix my car, right? 
this is the day they fix it. So they fix the car, they fix the brakes and they try to check out the overheating thing and they do a little, put a little hose on there or whatever and it's fine. It's great. Time to pick up my car. Absolutely great. Perfect. Well, as always, you know, I'm running a little behind because, uh, I don't know, I was researching something, uh, you know, I always think of something that I just have to research right away on the internet, which basically means randomly Googling stuff. Very important research that that requires me to just sit and Google uh, things. But I give myself what I assume is plenty of time to walk from here back to the service station or the, you know, the garage. And what I'm going to do is essentially sort of trace my steps, but I don't want to walk by the house. Right. I'm not going that way. I'm not going to walk by the house. I'm going to go around a different way to avoid that. But then I'm going to walk essentially the way I walked before, which is I go through the neighborhood and then the neighborhood kind of you know, you have to cross a main road. There are two main roads at an intersection there. So what I'm going to do is go out of the neighborhood. There's, there are these little like, you know, like a little walking alleyway, you know, between let's say two houses or a building and a house, you know, like an office building or whatever. So I'm going to go up to the, to where the houses kind of butt up against the medical building there. I'm going to go through there, walk past the medical building, cross the main road there, the 76 station, past the bus stop, Past the grinder restaurant. I think that's what it's called. The grinder. I don't know. The Jiffy Lube. And then there's another place where I can cut into the neighborhood again. So I don't have to walk on the crappy, tiny sidewalk that's all buckled from the tree uh, roots, right? Along the busy, busy road. I'm just going to walk in the nice, calm neighborhood back to the garage. The garage butts up right up to the neighborhood and I'll just swing around. There I am. Perfect. Because listen, I, I don't feel the need to walk uh, along the busy main road on the tiny little sidewalk. Who needs that? Nobody. Nobody should do it. That's why there's the neighborhood right there. Let's go. So I walk. I start walking. I walk the way where I'm going to avoid the house, you know. And I go up the way. I avoid the house. I think about the house. I, I consciously not look at the house where the mini got kicked. I, right? And I make the cut in the neighborhood at the medical building and I'm going to, and I, and I go and I'm going to cross the street there at, um, Sepulveda and Manchester. And, uh, in the, you know, in a couple of feet, I'm going to cut back into the neighborhood. And as I'm crossing the street, there's this young, tiny young woman in front of me that, um, is kind of like, um, you know, I don't know what you call this style of dress, like modern sorority sister. I don't know. She, but she's got, you know, the sweatpants that the girls get, women, young women, the young hotties get that says pink on the butt. It's always fascinated me. You'd want the word pink on your butt, but okay. I don't know if it's a sales pitch. I don't know what's happening. I assume it's the brand name or your ass is a Crayola. I don't know, but, <clears throat> but she's got pink on her butt. Now, you know, I, I'm a reader. Like I said, I've been reading since the 80s. So I noticed the word pink on her butt. And listen, she's got an okay butt. It's, you know, it's uh, right. It's okay. But clearly she's like a little hottie. Now I can't see what she really looks like because I'm immediately behind her. But she's got like the pink sweatpants that say pink on it. And she's got kind of stylish flip flops on. And her hair is done. 
And then her sweatshirt has a, you know, a, a bedazzling on it or something. You know, bedazzles, bejewels, be, uh, you put jewels on something with a bedazzler. You know what I mean? Like a sequ- sequins and stuff. And it's some sort of advertisement or commemorative memento sweatshirt hoodie. It's a hoodie. It's a besequined. Besequined. <laughs> there's a new, there's a new verb. Besequined. A uh, hoodie, you know. White besequined hoodie that says something like blah, 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 sorority, beach, bash, invitational, I'm a hottie, you know, don't stare at my pink ass. So we cross the street and right, like I say, right at the 76 station, there is the bus stop. And I assume that that's where she's going. Girls dress like that don't usually go to that bus stop. Sometimes they do. But I figure she might be a college student, goes to LMU that's nearby. But I don't. why would a college student be walking around over here? I don't know. I just, I'm kind of waiting for her because I'm kind of like right behind her to, uh, you know, stop at the bus stop. But she doesn't stop at the bus stop and, and she keeps walking. Well, unless she turns into Jiffy Lube or the grinder driveway, she's going to go where I'm going. And she doesn't stop at the the bench. And she doesn't go into the grinder. She keeps going. And I just was like, please, baby, baby, please. Because I have some kind of like, don't think I'm a stalker paranoia. Because I, I mean, I would be kind of creeped out by me. If I was a tiny little hottie with a white hoodie besequeled, right? I would maybe think that, that Dan was maybe just a little odd. And I... But, but but I don't want to walk down the main street on the sidewalk that's all narrow and torn up. If she wants to do that, that's fine. I don't want to do it. so And I'm not going to do it. So she doesn't think that I'm stalking her. But I got to get to the garage. So I'm, please, baby, please, please go straight, baby, baby. Please don't cut through the thing. Just keep going straight. She's cutting through. Now, no one else is doing this, right? We've gone from a crowded, busy intersection within 20 feet, then you're, you're at nothing where people just don't walk. And she's cut through the neighborhood, little passageway between the apartment building and the grinder. Even though I was saying in my head, baby, baby, please, baby, please don't just don't turn. And she turned. So I go, okay, listen, she's a little hottie. She's a little sorority sister, right? She's bejeweled. I don't want to get her all freaked out. I'm going to stop and I'm going to, you know, I don't know, check my phone. Okay, I'm going to call up the email on my phone and I'll look at my phone for a couple minutes and then I'll let her go. And she's probably going to go up here and, you know, go right anyway or whatever. Not a problem. And she goes up, she turns left. Well, I have to turn left. See, I that's the way I'm going. So I'm walking behind this girl. Exact. I mean, like to the point where like, I can't strike up a conversation with this girl. I don't want to strike up a conversation with the girl, but, but I don't want her thinking I'm following her and her pink butt. So every block and it's several blocks. I mean, this is, uh, I think it must be a mile. I was going to look it up. It's like a mile or a mile and a half to the garage. Every block, I'm like, please, baby, 
turn, baby, baby, please. And she didn't turn. And I didn't have to turn. See, I got to go straight, straight for a mile or a mile and a half till I get to the garage. At Emerson, I got to walk and she's not turning. And I keep slowing down because I keep getting closer because I'm running late and I'm running late and I'm automatically walking faster and faster because I'm late and she's not. She's just taking her good, sweet pink butt time. So I keep having to slow down, Dan, slow down, Dan, slow down, Dan, slow down, Dan. Now, I'll admit to you right now that it only just this moment in all honesty, dawned on me that I could have just crossed the street. Okay, that probably, right, in hindsight, being what it is, I could have crossed the street that would have taken me three seconds, and then I could have walked as fast as I wanted to without concern all the way to the garage. But no, it didn't even for a moment cross my mind those sweatpants must work. There must be something about putting the word pink on a young girl's behind that you can't, right, get yourself out of that looping, looping, looping. I don't want her to think I'm stalking her, even though I kind of am following her, apparently. But I'm not following her because I'm going to the garage. And I want her to turn and get out of my life and let me just go, but I can't. She never turned. She never turned. We kept walking. We kept walking. We kept walking from, from Sepulveda all the way, all the way. So we finally get to where I'm going to turn, right? There's the gas station or the, the, the service station, the, the, the garage on my left. I'm going to turn left and then I'm going to go in and she's going to just go on her merry way. And she's probably actually on Emerson. If I were her Emerson or maybe two blocks down, right? She's going to turn right and go up into campus up to Loyola. It's just probably a sorority girl at Loyola now, right? And she's going to go and then finally this will be done and I can get my stupid car and go get the kids. And wonder if maybe she knows Bikini Girl. I have no idea. So we get to Emerson and she turns left. Not right towards the campus. She turns left towards Manchester, towards the main road. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. She, I am not that I am turning. That is where I'm going. I, she is going to think that I am a freak stalking her. Maybe she just now purposely zagged to see if I would follow her. So she turns left and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I go up and I turn left and I look to see where she is and she's gone. She's not at the corner of Emerson and, and Manchester which is the only place she could possibly be unless she walked into the garage. I look and she is standing in the office, the glassed-in office of the repair shop where I have been headed this whole time. Now, okay, listen, now 
I'm standing, right? Because when I notice this, I'm in the garage parking lot. I'm there. I'm on the other. I've breached the threshold of the gate. I'm standing there. She's in there. She's talking to those guys. For all I know, she's talking to those guys going, listen, there's this creepy bald guy that has been following me since Sepulveda. I, I assume you have heavy tools in here and a telephone. So the only thing I can do is keep, right, go forward. Go forward because you're innocent. You're not, Dan, you've probably lost track of the fact that you're actually not stalking this girl. You don't know her. You've never seen her. You've never even seen the front of her. But she could, right, you're not. You're actually not. No matter what she thinks and no matter what you seem to be worried about her thinking, you're not stalking her. Just go, so I go, like, I go in there I go in there like I used to go to the public parks with Hudson. Because when I used to take Hudson to the public parks, when he was really young, there weren't that many stay-at-home dads. There, it was like nanny, 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 mommy, 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 nanny, nanny, mommy, mommy, Dan. Dan, who doesn't, what, my, my insecure paranoia, I didn't want anyone to mistake me for a child molester, so I'd always show up at the park, hello, son! Let's go, son, to the sandbox and dig, sonny boy. What do you say, my offspring? Right, like that. Super paranoid. So I go into the garage. I'm like, Mike, Mike, it's me, Dan, who you're expecting to pick up his car, Mike. So luckily, Mike, who doesn't know what's going on, is like, hey, yeah, what's going on? Hey, yeah, let me show you the thing. So he pulls out the report and he's talking to me about the report. And I'm sitting there like, this is the weirdest thing ever that, uh, right, she and I were both, I mean, what are the odds of her and I exactly coming random, because it's not like we both had 2.30 appointments, you know what I mean, we're like, this is a garage, I randomly called them, like, checking on my car, and they said, oh yeah, you're ready, you can come, and I came when I came, after, right, it's all completely random, and there she is with her pink on her butt, so Mike's, Mike's, you know, going over the, the, uh, the readout for my computer, you know, my car computer, the, the check engine light comes on and then the computer gives you a code or whatever. He's going over the codes, and I keep glancing over at this girl like, well, she like she's not giving me any indication that um, that she was concerned about the fact that I just followed her all the way from Sepulveda. And I finally see the front of her and she's a very attractive girl. She's a very, like, pretty, fresh-faced young woman. It turns out, the guys tell me later, her husband dropped off the car and she had to come pay for it or something or whatever, so she's not even a college kid. She's built out to here, so the guy who's helping her can barely speak, and he's 86 years old, and he's still just completely bowled over by this chick who doesn't seem to be showing any signs of paranoia about the fact that I was behind her for a mile. And I think it's because I just cannot imagine what it must be like to be hot. Like to be a hot woman. You know, to be a woman and be hot, to have hotness, right? That's just got to be weird to be walking around with hotness all the time, like you're walking around. And you know they kind of play it up a little bit. Why would you have a word on your ass if you didn't want people to look at your ass? You obviously read signs all the time. We stop, do not enter, do the pink, Right? So maybe, you know, maybe you get used to being hot. I don't know. I, I can't even begin to imagine what it would be like to have like big boobs and legs and a butt and walk around, shake your butt and have be hot and have hotness and have guys stammer when they talk to you because you're hot. I have no idea what that would It's, it's got to be surreal. 
And I know women get bored by their hotness. They don't want to be hot or they're bored by you uh, responding to their hotness. Or they're really only dressing hot for women to make other women jealous or feel bad about themselves, feel fat or keep up or whatever. It's not really for the guys. But I don't know. I just don't know how you do it. I'm so glad that I'm just a bald, four-eyed, you know, troll. I just don't think I could handle it. If you have insight into being hot, you know, let me know. Because I do have some hot listeners. You know who you are. If you're hot, you must know, right? Are you hot and you don't know it? Or you don't know? No, you must know. If you're hot, you're like a little hottie, like a female hottie, you know. I have a few hot listeners, trust me. But I wonder if you know you're hot? Because some of them don't know. Like some hot girls, they grow up and they don't know they're hot. Because maybe they weren't hot for a long time. Maybe they were just skinny. And then they grow up and become like supermodel hot and they don't realize it or maybe they were fat and then they lost a lot of weight and they got used to being fat so they don't realize how hot they are now i don't know what's going on i've always had a theory that makes what that's what makes a really good pretty girl like a beautiful woman like she had no idea for a long time and then on one day just like fell on her so she had to work it out before she realized right she worked it out, the brains part, the humor part, and all that stuff. She got everything worked out, and then one day she just, you know, whatever, just decided, you know what, I'm going to be all this, and I'm going to be hot too. Hmm. It's just weird to have to convince yourself that you're not stalking someone. Maybe I was. Was I stalking her? What's the legal definition of stalking? Like, if I drive by your house and park outside your house, is that stalking? I'm waiting to see what time you leave for work. What is, what is actual stalking? I should have, you know, I should have Googled that on my phone. While I was walking, while I was trying to slow down behind her, I should have Googled stalking. I'm an idiot. Thanks for listening to The Bitterest Pill. This has been two, uh, 212. Yeah. If you want to call and leave me a message, it's uh, 888-315-5753. Yeah. Hey, if you have any advertising copy you want me to read as a voiceover, uh, forget it. <laughs> During the middle of uh, the last story, the... Um, stalking the story my wife called I had to pause I hope you didn't notice she calls like oh did you, did you re-record the part about the thing that I didn't tell you to re-record no I didn't honey because you didn't tell me to re-record it you said it was fine well I don't know if it so I might even be back in here reading again this Christmas buy a BMW because it's the ultimate driving machine the BMW BMW Anything seems like it'd be fun to do, you know, for work as a job until you start to do it and it becomes work and then it's just a job. I don't know how you do it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Bitter Spill. I will, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. God knows when because the kids are going to be here. Oh, God. Hopefully we're going to have some guests. Hopefully next, uh, yeah, next time we're going to have a little guest, in fact, from uh, a guest who lives in Coverville. We'll see. Okay. Thank you.
The Bitter's Pill is produced by Jacket Media, makers of fine podcasts since 2004. That's 2004.